This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode of Spilled Milk is brought to you by Talenti. Now, there are two things that are great about Talenti gelato. One is the stuff in the container, That's which is pretty great. delicious gelato and sorbetto in many amazing flavors. The other thing is the container itself. I mean, I I have lost count of the number of times that I have been out in the world at like, I don't know, a school picnic or, uh, you know, potluck at somebody's house or whatever and seen somebody come with a Talenti gelato container like that they've made vinaigrette in or that they've brought their fruit salad in. It is a beautiful and functional, gorgeous vessel for anything. Yeah, try and do that with any other brand of ice cream's container. Can, so, you, can you imagine like using one of those paper cartons like from a, a gallon of, or a half I'm gallon of ice cream? I'm getting upset just thinking about how it's going to like squish. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Talenti, it's a win-win situation. You're going to want to empty the container as quickly as possible because the stuff inside is incredibly delicious. And for the container you get when you're done. Woo! Talenti, the delicious is in the details. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today, we're drinking Bloody Marys. So, a couple things. So, first of all, we did a tomato juice episode a couple weeks ago, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, we uh, we said we were going to come back around and do breakfast cocktails, and that's when we were going to do Bloody Marys. Yeah. Then we started listing off breakfast cocktails, and we realized there were so many that we're carving off Bloody Marys, and we're going to make just an all-Bloody Mary episode. Yes, I mean, I was starting to feel really overwhelmed thinking about like greyhounds and mimosas and and all the things. Yeah, I was overwhelmed thinking about like all the money I've lost betting on greyhounds. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I thought you were more into cockfights. I am. Yes, that's absolutely true. (laughs) Um, uh, I don't I don't like to talk about it because it's illegal (laughs) and extremely immoral, but so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) And so lucrative. Yeah. I wondered how you had afforded this extremely fancy recording studio we're in, which I should AKA remind listeners is your dining room with some how blankets did I hung on the walls dining room? and a towel covering the table. I know. Like, I keep thinking we should replace this towel with uh, something other than a towel, but it hasn't happened no, yet. No, plus when we spill these Bloody Marys, because we're going to get wasted, <laughs> uh, it's going to be really handy and absorbent. 
Okay, so here's the other thing. On the tomato juice episode, I mentioned that after pretty much every episode of Spilled Milk, I got an email from my mother, Judy Amster. You're supposed to say shout out to Judy Shout Amster, out to right? Judy Amster. <laughs> um, correcting the things that I said about my childhood in the memory lane segment oh, that, no. that uh, she remembers differently and yeah. probably correctly. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I want to read this email that she sent after, after the uh, tomato juice episode. Perfect. Here's the email with corrections about your youth. <laughs> Pops, that's my dad, Pops did drink both tomato juice and V8 from the 64-ounce cans. He did open them with one triangle and one smaller puncture, so I, I remembered that correctly. Now we, both of us, have cold V8 almost every day, but we buy the bottles. I did not know my parents were V8 drinkers. Okay. Pops says to tell you that he used to put his thumbs over the openings in the can and shake it. <laughs> what may shock you and Molly is that in the Ooh. real olden days, like the 1950s, nice restaurateurs served a small glass of tomato. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Nice restaurants. <laughs> nice. I'm a nice restaurateur. <laughs> yeah, but your restaurant, we need to talk. Um, served a small glass of tomato or V8 juice as an appetizer. It was on the menu along with a half grapefruit, shrimp with cocktail sauce, and if they were trying to be continental, coquille Saint-Jacques. Oh, my gosh. I'm glad you liked the V8. We couldn't get you to try it. Great episode. Um, well, what I would really like to point out is that, Judy, there, there are really no corrections in that email of yours. Uh, it's just affirmations, basically, yeah, and, and further explorations. Af- that's, I like affirmations. That. Your mom was so as- uh, next affirming time, in that email. Next time I send a uh, complaint letter to someone, I'm, I'm going to uh, have the subject line be affirmations and explorations. <laughs> and then it's going to be like, <laughs> you know, you dumb motherfuckers. How did, dare you put me in that middle seat next to Ann Coulter? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that my mom had a self-help book in the 80s called Affirmations. I, I think I'm it was like sure daily, daily Affirmations. I think it was called Daily Affirmations. Right. Maybe it was a desk calendar, too. <laughs> so, Bloody Marys, I, I was a little worried that we weren't going to have enough to say, and so I did a bunch of research and wrote down a bunch of random facts about Bloody Marys. And I'm so glad you did, because I cannot wait to get through this list. But first, let's go down memory lane. Okay. Uh, I know about Bloody Marys, like, as a kid, I'd heard the term for two reasons. One was the urban legend. Yeah, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, yeah. Bloody Mary. Is it, do you say it three times? Was it, was, hold on. So what was supposed to happen? Because I only remember, like, the vaguest sketches of it. So I think the idea is uh, you you go into, like, a dark bathroom maybe or just a bathroom always done at slumber parties right and you and you like close your eyes and say her name three times and then you see her in the mirror are you supposed to hold hands probably i think there was always some hand holding i'm sure well we all we all know that that was like one of the things that went on at your slumber parties (laughs) (laughs) um i i think i did participate in this but like not at a slumber party like like you know at a in a school bathroom or something okay Okay. Uh, did you ever see someone in the mirror other than yourself? <laughs> I was going to say yes, but... Were you talking to the man in the mirror? Um, I Yeah, I was asking him to change his ways. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> I heard that song yesterday and I was like, yeah, I'm talking to the whoa man in the mirror. Whoa, man. <laughs> you need to change those ways, but your hair looks fantastic. Thank you. I, I looked up, so I actually, I just punched Bloody Mary into Wikipedia. I, didn't, I mean, but if, to wow. be fair, I mean, if I did see like a scary ghost person show up, I, I might punch them. Yeah, I, well, I think that I, I try to believe that if I were to see a ghost, that I would be really game or that I would, I, I have often 
so a lot of members of my family passed away when I was growing up. Okay. It's <laughs> always the part of a comedy show that everybody enjoys. Yeah, that's right. Um, anyway. Memory, memory lane. And I used to be afraid sometimes when I was brushing my teeth in my childhood bathroom, um, I used to be afraid that if I looked in, in the mirror kind of from the wrong angle, um, such that I could see into the, the living room of our house, right. which was usually dark at the time of night that I would be brushing my teeth and thinking these thoughts. If I was brushing my teeth and I happened to look in the mirror and catch a glimpse of that darkened living room oh, yeah. behind me, I was always afraid that I was going to see a ghost there, specifically one of my relatives who had died. And I used to like give myself solace thinking that like they wouldn't come back and scare me. Like these people loved me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. And? <laughs> and so that's how I hope that that my experience with a ghost would be if I were to see one. But as it turned out, when you actually had an experience with a ghost, what it happened? was more like the little girls in The Shining. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, didn't wasn't there like a thing years ago where Kesha said she had sex with a ghost? I don't even know who Kesha is. Oh, Kesha is a singer, and I think that, that Does she, she said, have a dollar sign in her name? Yeah, that's right. I think I've seen her name written, but I don't know her music. Um, she, yeah, she like woke woke up looking like P Diddy, something like that. This is a lyric from a Kesha song. Okay. Uh yeah. So, um, I mean, that would probably be the best case scenario for yeah. a ghost encounter. <laughs> yeah, that because like I mean, my that sets the bar pretty high. I mean, there's a couple of problems with my ghost punching idea. Number one, like violence is not the answer. But number two, it just goes straight through. That's true. Which also seems and then like you have the an angry sex ghost. part could be problematic. Yeah, yeah. Then you have an angry ghost, which is kind of like a bumblebee. Like you know, if you've got if you've got a bumblebee around, you don't want to anger it. It'll right. leave you alone if you don't anger it with a ghost. Like don't punch it for God's sake. Like just let it be. So if so you're saying a ghost is basically a big diffuse bee. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is we've given out some really good advice already and we haven't even gotten to the bloody marys yet. Um I learned uh that in uh in Japan um okay, first of all I learned that uh Wait, okay, so the ritual of bloody mary. Yes. In the ritual of today, bloody mary allegedly appears Wait, to Wait, was there a ritual of yesterday? Uh I think like yesterday like you would just yesterday. Like, <laughs> I think probably Yes, uh, but bloody mary seemed so far away. <laughs> now it seems as though she's here to stay. Oh, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. I'm punching Mary. ghosts most every day. Oh, yeah. In the ritual of today, what I was going to say is, I think in the ritual of yesterday, you would just like pick a scapegoat and say that she is Bloody Mary and then everyone would attack her. <laughs> um, you know, the Dark Ages. That sounds about right. In the ritual of today, Bloody Mary allegedly appears to individuals or groups who ritualistically invoke her name in an act of catoptromancy. Which, to me, upon first glance, looked like claptrapo. Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's like uh, like seeing the future using Rube Goldberg devices. I think so. Okay. Um, <laughs> Catoptromancy, also known as captromancy or enoptromancy, is divination using a mirror. Okay, and I see that you've written here that Japan, of course, has a similar legend. Hanako-san, or uh, you pronounce this. Uh, toire no Hanako-san. Which means Hanako of the toilet is a Japanese urban legend about the spirit of a young girl who haunts school bathrooms. She allegedly appears when one shouts her name. Yeah. And we didn't even I get into... I love that she is of the toilet. Yes, that, that is why I wrote that down. <laughs> uh, we, we didn't even get into... Uh, I didn't even write down anything about Moaning Myrtle, but that's probably related. Oh, I don't know anything about Moaning Myrtle. Uh, Moaning Myrtle is a, a Harry Potter character who's just like a ghost who uh, hangs out in the girl's bathroom. 
Oh. And is and is harmless. Moaning Myrtle of the toilet? Yes. Oh. Exactly. Okay. Hold on. I didn't get to go down memory lane. Oh, um, that's true. So I'm pretty sure that I did the old Bloody Mary claptrapomancy. <laughs> <laughs> I love claptrapomancy so much. And, um... But I, I, I remember uh, brunch was not a big part of my, like, upbringing or even of my, like, early adulthood. Like, oh, I never no. got into the, like, brunching thing that I see some people do. But I do remember as a kid seeing that people would order these Bloody Mary things that always, like, basically had, like, a salad sticking out of them. Yes. And they would drink them. And it always fascinated me that grownups would drink vodka in the morning. Oh, end. now see, that was never the part that seemed weird to me. The part that seemed weird to me that was that people were drinking a salad. It, it, I don't even know if I knew as a kid that it had alcohol in it. I think because I, I think I remember once ordering a virgin Bloody Mary. Oh, interesting. So, but I don't remember if I liked it or not. I think that, you know, quite often the best ones are pretty spicy. And I think that, I don't know if that would have worked for me as a kid. Do you think that um, Bloody Mary the ghost died a virgin and she wants to be like summoned back so she can like get rid of that V card? Um, <laughs> so so, so wait, do we know where the name of this drink came from? Um, no, but I think, I guess it feels so obvious to me that it doesn't really need an origin story. Just like that there was already, that that was like already a, a name that was out there and uh, and then, you know, it was a blood-colored cocktail. Okay. Hey, can we drink it? Because yeah, please. it's sitting here... I know, and like, it, diluting. Yeah. So so let's cut straight to talking about actually making them. Okay. And, and then we can sort of backtrack and, and go further into the toilet. Oh, <laughs> great. <laughs> I've, that's something I've never heard said before and <laughs> always wanted to hear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, clap trap Amancy. Uh, I I looked up some uh, some Bloody Mary recipes. Which I, one of these should I drink first? I think though the one that says MMT, which is made with Mr. and Mrs. T Bloody Mary mix, which which I think is like the most standard, most common American Bloody Mary mix. And when I looked this up, I don't think I really knew what it what what a Bloody Mary had in it at all, except for tomato juice and vodka. What do you think? There's this um, sour flat flavor at the end. And I can't decide if that's kind of always there in a Bloody Mary. Is that vodka? Is that the taste of vodka I'm getting? Hmm. Maybe. I used uh, Smirnoff vodka. Because um, we, you, you looked up whether or not it was important to use a good quality vodka. And the answer was basically no. Yeah. I mean, there, I, I mean, there's like hot sauce in there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I, I don't know. What do you think about that? Are you, are you getting that okay. kind of... I think it's okay. Like, I... This is kind of what I was afraid was going to happen, which is that I still kind of don't understand the point of this. Uh, uh oh. <laughs> but, but I mean, I'm game. This episode is brought to you by The Great Courses Plus. And you already know that The Great Courses Plus is loaded with great cooking-related courses. You can learn about uh, photography to up your food photography game. There's a wonderful uh, grilling course called How to Master Outdoor Cooking with a couple of uh, highly acclaimed chefs from the Culinary Institute of America. But uh, something that I'm into, as you probably know if you've listened to more than one episode of Spilled Milk, is uh, Japan. And there is a wonderful course called Understanding Japan, a Cultural History that is taught by Professor Mark Ravina and 
And it's not just uh, history of Japan, but it's uh, it's all about why Japan is the way it is. There's uh, there's a, a lecture about the Japanese language. Uh, there's uh, you'll learn about uh, samurai and ninja, Japanese theater, and uh, a whole uh, lecture about Japanese foodways, which I found fascinating. Uh, you can get this course and the grilling course and uh, you know fundamentals of cooking and hundreds of other fantastic video lectures from the Great Courses Plus. You know, in addition to there's also wine tasting, there's genealogy. Uh, you can watch them on your computer. You know, I was just watching uh, the uh, Japanese culture and history course on my computer, but uh, later I'm going to the park uh, because it's really hot here in the studio, and I can continue watching on my phone, pick up right where I left off. I know that you're going to love The Great Courses Plus as much as we do. Uh, if you sign up today, you will get a full month for free. That is enough time to watch all of the courses I just mentioned and see uh, how fun this is. And you've got to go to our special URL to do it. It is thegreatcoursesplus.com slash milk. That's thegreatcoursesplus.com slash milk. After we did the tomato juice episode, uh, several uh, people of the Canadian persuasion... Ew, uh, I don't like this at all. Got in, got in touch to say that we should make a Caesar, which I did, which is uh, Bloody Mary made with Clamato, basically. So I thought that, so as one may recall from the tomato juice episode, I loved Clamato. Isn't that weird? So when we taste the Caesar, the Bloody Caesar. That's so weird. It's, so it's vodka, Clamato, Worcestershire, Tabasco. And then you rub the rim with lime and and uh, put, put on it, some celery salt, celery salt and and regular salt. It is like um, a weird kind of too bright, unbalanced. Yeah, I wonder if like I picked a bad recipe or something because it seems really unbalanced. Like you just get like hit with clamato and then get hit with vodka, pretty much. Yeah, it's it's kind of gross. In comparison, I mean, it I'm looks all... awesome because it's got a big uh, leafy celery stalk sticking out of it. Neither of these is really working for me. Okay, so now now the mia culpa, which is that I also made a uh, a classic American Bloody Mary from scratch, but I put too much horseradish in it and was too lazy to remake it. If you come to my bar, I, I uh, in my in my imagination, I run a terrible bar in which like I uh, you order a drink, I make it wrong, and then I'm like. I'm not going to make it again. What do you want me to do? Yeah, that's great. But that's, I still take your money. Uh, that's exactly what we do at my establishment. Oh, that's what I thought. Yeah, we're pretty much like, oh, you don't like it? It's your fault. Is this one of those places like that hot dog stand in Chicago where people go because they want to be insulted and abused? I think people come to my restaurants when they need a good cry. <laughs> <laughs> great. I mean, I um, know I do. Yeah, you can't buy advertising like this. <laughs> Yes, like, yeah, I'm always, uh, you know, uh, last week we, we taught a class uh, uh, at the pantry, a cooking school behind your restaurants, and, uh, and like, I, I was overcome with emotion and had to, like, go around the front <laughs> and just spill some tears. <clears throat> yep. Okay, well, this is great. I just love it when we record an episode about something that neither one of us likes. That's fine. And that the rest of the world really likes. Um, I think people are definitely going to jump in, pile on, and tell us yeah. that we did this all wrong. That's and fine. And I am ready to own it. We did this all wrong. Yeah, that's that's fine. I mean, there's still we could still like get get hammered on these if we I wanted mean, to. So we I, could just switch to straight vodka. I um in March um booked a quick little trip to Palm Springs for a tiny weekend vacation. A mini break. Mini break. And when we arrived and we were waiting for the Airbnb to be ready, we went to Cheeky's for brunch, which <laughs> so is I kind of Airbnb to be. Airbnb to be. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um Cheeky's is like the most popular brunch place there. 
there. It's always got a line, whatever. Anyway, I was in the mood for a Bloody Mary. I was on vacation. And it came and like the first couple sips, I was like, ooh, this is delicious. And then I was like, whoa, this is overwhelming. I mean, it had like pickled hot peppers in it, mm-hmm. which was really cool at first. And then it just became really hot and really acidic. Yeah. I just don't know if I think this is a great cocktail. Well, I mean, you said you were in the mood for a Bloody Mary. Had you had had one before? Like, how often have you had one of these? Because I think this is my first time. <laughs> so, I, I when I say I was in the mood for a Bloody Mary, I mean, I had that wonderful vacation feeling where I wanted to begin uh, drinking alcohol okay. immediately. And the idea of, as you know, I, I like tomato sauce more, uh-huh. or tomato juice more than one would expect. Uh-huh. It was, yeah, you do like it more than I would have expected. More than even I expected. And so basically, it just, it jumped out at me, and I was like, I am in the mood for this. Oh, so you were in the mood for a Bloody Mary in the same way that I was in the mood for sex when I was a teenager. Yeah, okay. like I've never had this before, <laughs> but, but I, I think definitely, it's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> But in this case, it I wasn't. Was the, I was in the mood for sex like that when I was a teenager, uh-huh. too. I was kind of in the mood for just making out. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and that was also a Bloody Mary kind yeah. of experience it, for me, too. It's too bad we've never talked about that on the show. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but but the uh, Bloody Mary did not live up to your expectations. Like I said, the first couple sips were really tasty, and then it was just kind of overwhelming. Yeah, that's how I felt about sex. <laughs> So dumb. It takes some getting used to. Um, yeah, the first couple of sips were overwhelming, and then it was over. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. So, uh, I mean, there's still, even though apparently we don't like these things, um, uh, there's still a lot we can talk about. I, I didn't give even give my other piece of memory lane, mm-hmm. uh, which is the the part from When Harry Met Sally, um, where uh, they're on the plane and Sally orders... Um, uh, she says, do you have Bloody Mary mix? And the uh, the uh, flight attendant starts making the Bloody Mary. And she's like, no, what I want is uh, <laughs> uh, tomato juice, like filled halfway up and then just a splash of Bloody Mary mix. I don't remember the rest, but I remember her saying just a splash of Bloody Mary mix. And I didn't even know what this meant, but I thought it was great. So cool. So, uh, yeah. Uh, OK. Did we find anything on the old Wikipedia about how people came to jam entire like um, produce sections into the top of a Bloody Mary? Well. I mean, I'm seeing that, like, is it like, do some people really design this to be like a meal as well as a drink? That's what Wikipedia Yeah, but says. I think it's like a thing that is, that is, I was going to say designed to be Instagrammed, but I think it predates Instagram. But yeah. like, you know, it's so over the top. It's, it's like a very attention hungry beverage in that. Well, it's uh, kind of like as a kid, did you ever go to one of those places that had a milkshake and they claimed to be able to like, you know, hold it upside down and cause yeah, it's so although thick. That's, that's what they do with the blizzard at, at uh, Dairy Queen, which I understand is not a milkshake. Oh, Okay. But yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, these things that like th- th- they are sold based on the touting of a facet that doesn't really make a big difference. The thing they put on top, you mean, of the of the drink? Well, no, I mean like I don't I I don't think a milkshake personally a milkshake that is thicker, uh-huh. i.e. with more ice cream, I don't think is necessarily better than a no. milkshake that's thinner. I, I thought you were talking about... Uh, and the Bloody Mary yeah. with a whole bunch of crap in the top of it. Well, that doesn't really say anything about the quality of the Bloody Mary. And frankly, I mean, the quality of the Bloody Mary is useless to me. <laughs> um, because as we've seen, yes, I, we I, just don't like this very much. Yeah, I, I thought I was going to like it. I did too. I think maybe I did it wrong. 
I think I think I I take responsibility for this. Can I eat this piece of celery? Can you? Mm-hmm. Um, you can. Can I? May I eat the whole thing? <laughs> yes. Thank oh, you. oh, you mean I? Did I want some? Yeah. <laughs> no, please go ahead. This is the voice of Wikipedia. Some variations of the Bloody Mary served by restaurants are designed to be a meal as well as a drink, coming with massive garnishes on skewers inserted into the glass, including ribs, miniature hamburger sliders, grilled or fried shrimp, kebabs, sandwich wedges, fruit slices, and even sashimi. Oh, did they have any accompanying pictures on Wikipedia? Um, I think there was. I'm sure there's probably like an an Instagram or a Pinterest board devoted to just this, right? Mm -hmm. Or a Tumblr. I know know about things that are online. So speaking of online, Eater apparently has a whole guide to different variations of the Bloody Mary, like the Danish Mary with aquavie instead of vodka. Mm Mm-hmm. The ooh, the bloody bull add beef broth. That sounds bad. It sounds bad, but now that I've been drinking this, I kind of wonder if it would like round more, out some yeah. of the sharp corners. Maybe. I don't have any beef broth. I think I have some short ribs in the freezer. If you give me like six <laughs> hours plus defrosting time, I could make some. Uh Bloody Maria, that's with tequila or mezcal. Uh-huh. Bloody mm-hmm. pirate ooh, with rum. No. Rum and tomatoes, it's not a, not a natural combination. So for me. now I am more curious about this than I was when I started, when I wrote out the agenda that uh, some places, including uh, the, the Bitter End Lounge in Fairhaven, Massachusetts, which seems to be mildly famous online for its Bloody Marys, makes them with V8 instead of tomato juice. I could see that being an improvement, maybe. Yeah. Along a similar line of like variations, have you had a Michelada or Michelada? Michelada? Uh, Michelada. Michelada. It's uh, like a very Austin, Texas thing. I've never had one. I, I know what it is and like it sounds maybe good, but like I'm a little scared of it also. I had my first one at the Hotel San Jose in Austin, which a lot of people say is like the place to have one. And I got to say, like, I wanted to like it. But again, it was like too much of the wrong things for me, like these Bloody Marys are. And I have since had them in other places because I keep just wondering, like, am I going to like this someday? So many people, like, one of my very favorite people to eat with, my friend Brian Ferry. Wait a minute. You you say one of your favorite people to eat with and it's not me? Uh, One of my very favorite people to eat with is my friend Brian Ferry. Could you rank your favorite people to eat with? I'm going to like one, two, three. (laughs) Brian is a very game eater. Could I I, like slide in right up here? (laughs) Shut up. Anyway, Brian loves a michelada and I want to agree with him and I... I just can't get into it. Yeah, so I mean, are you are you ranking your favorite people to eat with over there? <laughs> Scribbling and hiding it from me. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll we'll take a look at that later or never. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, what is a michelada? Can you explain it? Well, isn't it? it so it's a, it's a beer based drink. Yeah, that involves some of the elements of uh, a bloody mary. I it mean, usually has a tomato element, right? And it's usually got, I believe, Worcestershire sauce. Yeah, I think it's got like chili powder or something. I don't know. We should look this up. See, we are. Can I look this up really yeah, quickly? Yeah, please go ahead. I, I'll, okay. In the meantime, I'll say like I understand that I'm wrong about this, but this seems like the rare situation in which um, I'm like, oh, this makes so little sense that it must be good. But 
um, what I'm finding is it makes so little sense that I just don't like it. It's like like okay. when when people are like bacon donuts, um, you're like well, that seems weird, but like if if uh, you know it's got to be good, right? And it is, but. I don't like this. Okay, so here we go. Uh, here's what Bon Appetit is saying. Uh, michelada is. So um, let's see here. Lime juice, tomato juice, fresh orange juice. I don't know if that's conventional. Mm-hmm. Worcestershire sauce, hot sauce. That's what I'm thinking of. The hot sauce is a key component. And then Mexican lager. So basically, you've got beer, tomato juice, Worcestershire, lime juice, hot sauce. It sounds like it could be so good, right? Yes, not... it does. I mean, those are all good things. Um, ah, there's I mean, something not... about when it, and then you do, you know, you you rim it with lime and salt, and mm-hmm. you rim it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not everyone has to like everything, right? That's true. I remind myself of that old. I know, time. but I feel guilty whenever there's something that we don't like that everyone else does, and that that like people in the know are supposed to like. Yeah, is it? Is it possible we're we're out of the know? It is highly probable, <laughs> okay. in fact. I mean, given given the lack of any true information that has ever been uh, promulgated on this show, I think it's fair to say we're out of the know. Perfect. Great. I'm glad in we fact, settled that. We even we even use an expression out of the know, which no one ever uses. Great. I think that we've kind of finished this episode. <laughs> oh, one more thing. Uh, the Green Mary is made with tomatillos, which sounds good because I like anything with tomatillos. But that sounds really good. I probably I'm going to stick with salsa. Yeah, I think I'm going to stick with salsa, uh, tomatillos in salsa, and then I'm going to stick with maybe just drinking clamato or V8. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I just don't want the like Worcestershire sauce, horseradishy uh, uh, vodka-y situation. I'm just going to stick with vodka. Yeah, that's okay. Another thing, you know, another example of this is a thing that everybody, like especially sophisticated people like that uh, that I don't understand is martinis. Yeah, I have tried with martinis, even as I have come to like drinks that are more uh, like savory spirit forward yeah. and more savory. Um, I mean, I tend to order pretty stiff drinks. I still cannot get behind a martini. I find it uh, really challenging. I went to I went to New Orleans with my friend Ben about a year ago, and we went. Where to, does he rank on the list? <laughs> <laughs> we went to Commander's Palace because they've got kind of a screaming deal at lunchtime. It's called going commando, and you can get a twenty-five cent martini at oh. lunchtime at Commander's Palace. And Ben, you know, Ben is a seasoned martini drinker, and. I thought that I was going to be able to get behind it. And I ordered mine dirty because I liked the idea of the olive brine in there. I thought that sounded delicious. I found it almost undrinkable. Yeah, that sounds like my nightmare. It was horrible. I'm sorry. I should have saved my joke that uh, so because what I meant to say is like after enough 25 cent martinis, Commander's Palace goes Commando Palace. Because like everyone takes their never mind. I finished my list. Um, I think I got confused here. Um, I, I forgot it was supposed to be a list of like um, you know most interesting people to have dinner with, and just made it like if I could have dinner with anyone, these are my top three. Oh great! Okay, here you go. Oh terrific! Oh great! Number one, Molly. Oh number two, Princess Die. She's dead. Uh huh. And I, number I, three, a dinosaur also dead. Uh huh. Oh so. wow. <laughs> You know, I think this is a great place to start and we can keep revising it. Okay. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> that seems fair. Okay, you can find us online at SpilledMilkPodcast.com uh, where we will post, I, I mean, we'll post recipes for a, a Caesar and a Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and the uh, link to Eater's uh, Guide to Bloody Mary Variations. Mm-hmm. We'll probably 
post, uh, I don't know. I, I thought I had something there. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Facebook where you can tell us at great length um, how wrong we are about all of this. Yeah, I'm sure that you will do that. I think I think people are it's not that people are going to be like dismissive. They're going to be concerned. Right. I think they're going to hate us. I I always think that. But then then it's like, you know, it, it turns out that people are more like, you know, like. Uh, we're the I lovable feel, bu- like buffoons we're, who need to be like guided onto the the correct path, and that is and not inaccurate. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes to to that uh, basic idea, I guess. Uh, and until next time, uh, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, the show that's unbalanced and too much of a good thing. <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg, and I'm Matthew Amster Burton, and I'm a dinosaur. <laughs> Hey. <clears throat> In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.